right, here we are in the pre-show. So you had a busy week, huh? I uh, just landed back from Seattle a few hours ago. I'm surprised you were, you were like willing to do a show today, because usually after that kind of thing, I'm tired. Oh, I think I'm going to be tired, I think. You know, don't expect a super long post-show. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm willing to do a show. I mean, it'd be a nice way to unwind the day after, you know, being cooped up in an airplane all day and whatnot, so... yeah. For sure. Well, let's open that beer. There's the opener. Um, so I had like stuff to talk about, but mostly stuff that probably you wouldn't want to get into. <laughs> so how was your trip? It was good. Um, uh, just went out for kind of making connections with some of some of the people that we're working with and whatnot. And it was a good trip for that. Had uh, evenings mostly to myself and just had good food and good beer most every night. So, hmm. this is a coffee beer. Yeah. Um, cold brew coffee from Shiner. It's been in the fridge for quite a while, so couldn't really judge whether it was still good. Dave gave us this beer a long time ago. At least in the first sip, I, I enjoyed it. So, mm-hmm. uh, the left wants to take away your penis. Do they know? Inshallah. <laughs> okay, so I've been out of the news for most of the week. So if there's something that happened, I need to. No, know. no, okay. it's just right. this is just Dennis Prager's nonsense. Okay, all right. Yeah, I just thought it was funny. Got it. Yeah, no, I just haven't paid any attention to news. So if there's anything topical in the news this week. I haven't seen it. <laughs> oh, we live in an age where everything is topical in the news. Yeah, so. I guess you're right. Um, I found a channel you might like on, on YouTube. This guy, Electro Boom, who uh, does um, presentations, but he always messes up and like break, and blows his stuff up and then shows, hey, you're supposed to do it correctly. That's fun. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And uh, nothing else really much happened from my end. I mean, you're the one that get to go on the trip, so I, I yeah. Don't... So, I mean, nothing. Just I didn't you know? There's not that many good breweries around there, right? There's a couple around the Redmond area. Around the Redmond area. So it's not like you're going to be brewery hopping all that much, but I mean, some good beer places. So I went to a place called uh, Graben, or, uh, Kristen Vine and Tipsy Cow, which is right in Redmond. It's a burger place. Actually, I was meeting up with some of the guys at work and offered, you know, to go to lunch with the one guy. And he picked the Tipsy Cow, so we had lunch. I had lunch on Tuesday and I went back there Wednesday for dinner. <laughs> Because it was just a close place, it, rush hour traffic wasn't going to really mm-hmm. get in the way, and that's that's a huge consideration when you're trying to figure out where to go. Sure, in the area, and it must have been tasty enough for you to go back. Oh, the burger was oh, so I had first time I had, you know, all the burgers are named and they're just kind of a preset thing. I had the arsonist, which was just a hot pepper burger, right, with habanero and pepper jack cheese, and it's so good. Ugh. Fire roasted habaneros on it. Ugh. Wait, like, did, did your butt not like hurt you? Like, no, no. <laughs> Um, and then the second day... Beg for forgiveness. 
<laughs> I'm a I'm a sucker for anything that puts a like a sunny side up egg or an over easy egg on a sandwich. Mm-hmm. So I had a burger with an egg on it, but it had deep fried it had breaded deep fried bacon on it too. Interesting. Which is, which is a unusual way to serve bacon. Breaded deep fried bacon. Is that like a northern? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. It's just a way to put bacon on a burger, I guess, when you're doing a breakfast themed burger because it had maple syrup and the egg and the bacon and don't know. Yeah, it took some good IPAs there from local breweries. And uh right across the street was the Origins shop where Ah yes. So that's the one I saw last time, but I had, you know, coworkers with and I couldn't really peel off to to go. Why not? It's legal. Yeah, I know. Didn't seem right. Mm. This time I had the opportunity to go and mule you home some present. Yes, and then of course the thing that you sent to me, which made was made me crack up, uh, was where was it? Was it one of the videos? Or? No, no, it was no, after no. the video. You got to pay my bail if I don't get home. <laughs> Yeah, because first of all, you certainly hear all about the people being stopped for having a cartridge or something in yeah. there. No, I actually did some research this morning, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, it seems like a, a TSA's stated mission is, you know, airline travel safety, not drug enforcement policy. Right. So, like, if you had, like, I don't know, a bag full of marijuana, then they would probably pull you aside. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, having a little thing like that, they don't give a shit. One, you're white. <laughs> Let's be honest here. <laughs> Two, yeah, they they have other things to worry about with their security theater than, mm-hmm. than somebody bringing back one little doohickey. One grand move. Yeah. <laughs> it was an experience being in that store. Completely different feel than that one in Denver. Oh yeah, well the one in De- yeah the, the Denver ones are significant. At least when we were there. They were significantly more like, um, they, they did not have the the respectability level that uh-huh. those that those yeah. stores have, right? I mean, those those feel like like a boutique, like a like yeah, a real, like, it's exact, it's this boutique thing. And they're like, do you want an indica or a sativa? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> like, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> They were like, I'm like, am I allowed to use my camera in here? He's like, yeah, no problem. Okay, cool. <laughs> I just didn't want to like run afoul of... Right. So I did actually run afoul of Washington State liquor laws this morning. I had breakfast and a beer. And I poured a beer into my water bottle and took it out. And I, but I finished it while I was waiting, so I went back and ordered another beer. Poured it in my water bottle at the bar. She didn't, The bartender didn't see me do that, but saw the empty glass in my water bottle. She's like, did you put it in the water bottle? I'm like, no. It's like I need to see the water bottle. Like, <laughs> so then I had to pour. I poured half of it out, uh-huh. and then like so, I made a show of drinking it. It's like I need to. I need to see the water bottle and sit out. <laughs> so I had to pour the rest of it out. So I had to chug this beer at the counter because she's like, I could lose my job if you take that out. You know, maybe it's at the airport specifically, probably. No, it, no, I think I think it's more of the case that it's Washington state law, and it's unfortunate oh. that it's it needs to be enforced at the airport. Mm. Like what if you start a fight on a plane? I'm like, yeah, that, that's what that's what these 22 ounces of of Elysian IPA is going to do to me is get me starting a fight on a plane. Well, 
You are white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so and I found so next time I try to do that, I'm gonna have to take the beer to a table in the corner and transfer it to the water bottle mm-hmm. on a lower key thing. Or have some like suction system that you <laughs> I'm not sure you have to be that sub use that much subterfuge, but but it would be cool to design something to do that, right? <laughs> you could use like you could use a fish tank air pump, right? You could sounds over engineered. Well, yeah, I mean you're designing <laughs> something that's not like <laughs> <laughs> it is over engineered because you would mm. ideally just pour it in, yeah. but you can't. Do I went that. to the. Uh... Microsoft Visitor Center and Company Store. So they have a little bit of showcase there, some like a bit of the like uh, museum part of it, like the Xbox prototype, which was in this X-shaped like extruded aluminum like frame and stuff. They had the driving game Forza set up with one of those driving chairs with the mm-hmm. four pistons and force feedback steering wheel. So I got to do um, a race on that, and. Uh, it was cool. It's interesting that, you know, even in that chair with a 4K screen right in front of you, you know, it's filling your field of vision. It's still very, very hard to, um, like, judge your actual perceived speed like, like and be able to do braking right and stuff like that. I always thought playing games like that on the TV was just because I didn't have enough, uh, enough information, right? But if you can't do it with a 4K TV and a... An active chair. Well, you don't have enough information because you don't have actual 3D. Yeah. You know, you don't be. have the depth. So... Yeah, could be. So, yeah, I was like, you know, I just wasn't... I did okay, but when I started trying to push it a little bit harder, right, these turns came in that were steeper than I had expected and didn't have enough room and, you know, slammed the wall hard enough to kill everyone inside the car. Yeah, that's where <laughs> that's where depth comes in. Yeah. So... It was cool. I could definitely see having a chair like that. I don't know how much it would probably cost, like $10,000, though. Yeah. It feels like you'd be better off just buying a fence. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Blast longer. Um, yeah. I had a bunch of AI cameras set up there. It's like... Uh, what kind of dog are you? You know, but like then, like what celebrity look like are you? And they kept picking like celebrities that I've never, like people that aren't celebrities. It, they, they might as well say you look like Jeff Bear from Crafty right now, mm-hmm. you know, for someone else, you know, coming out. Right, they're celebrities. They're not celebrities in your book, right? <laughs> they're not people. Yeah, because I mean, when when your parents were were your age, did they mm-hmm. know who was yeah. the? You know, no, of course. not. Right. Good point. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have anything else to say. Uh, I I mean, there there's some interesting stuff that that I could talk about, but um, you feel it feels like you're not really up for it anyway. Oh, okay. Here's something. Do you remember when we discussed um, the uh, intermediate axis theorem? Yeah. I was actually thinking about that the other day. So I, I went back because I was going to do I did a little my little Friday thing on mm-hmm. on the intermediate axis theorem, and I tried to figure out sort of what it was to to a better extent. I think I have it now. Okay. 
So when we're talking about intermediate access theorem, we, of course, you take some uh, rigid object, uh, and what you're talking about is that there are three uh, principal axes of rotation on this rigid object. If, um, if it's like a square, then all those axes of rotation are the same, and so this doesn't apply. This only applies when there is a... A, a short one, a long one, and an intermediate one, mm -hmm. this particular thing. But what the axis of rotation means, remember we were trying to figure that out, and uh, we weren't quite sure. What it actually refers to is the um, the moment of inertia along the axis. So in other words, how much torque it takes mm -hmm. to start it spinning along the axis. So, so this, my cell phone, uh, the lowest uh, axis of axis of rotation is the one that gets it spinning sort of around the center uh, of the phone and just sort of spins like uh, like this. So like if I took, took a, a line through the center of the phone and just sort mm -hmm. of spin around that line. The highest uh, inertia axis of rotation, so I took a line through the bottom, up to the top mm -hmm. of the phone and span around that. That's the highest... Right. It takes the highest amount of inertia. And then around, you know, top to bottom and flipping that, that right. is the intermediate axis. Right. Okay. And that's the one that's unstable when you flip it. Mm -hmm. So I was looking into why, and uh, it's not easy to show why without understanding Euler's uh, statistics and other things and motions, but I think I came up with a way to understand it a little bit more, a little bit better. So here's the interesting thing about it, because what it comes down to is it comes down to uh, symmetries and boundary conditions. Now, at the uh, with the when with the axis takes the lowest amount of uh, of torque, mm -hmm. um, your any deviation. Like if you were slightly off in one way mm -hmm. when you twist right. it, would be countered when it goes the other direction. So essentially, you're you have this symmetry and you're bounded to you can't go any further below this um, mm -hmm. this amount of inertia. So it just sort of symmetrizes. It becomes sym symmetric. Some force this way becomes a force the opposite way, and so that will generally work out to be. Unless you like mm -hmm. majorly mess it up, it'll be pretty stable. And the same thing around the highest axis of rotation. You're you're reaching that high point, so you can't go above it, and so you can just sort of mix around it. But the intermediate axis, well, there is no boundary there. So anything that you that is slightly off center will not be uh like, will not be counteracted. Yeah. And so it will then become increasingly unstable. That's basically it. That's good. That's I mean, good explanation. If you could spin it perfectly without it being impacted by any other thing, it would be like balancing something on the on a pin of a needle. But mm -hmm. it would be theoretically possible. But of course, that doesn't make sense in the real world. Right. Cool. Yeah. There you go. I like that explanation. That's a good one. Thanks. Because I think once we talked about it, we really didn't have a good uh, understanding of 
why the phenomenon happened. So, yeah, I was happy when I sort of, I was looking at the equations, and they are kind of, they're, you have to work a lot with your brain, especially if you're like me, not great at math, to sort of figure out what's happening. You sort of see it, and I'm like, well, but you can explain this better with an understanding of symmetries, I think. And, okay. But the problem is, of course, you know what symmetries are. Not a lot of people mm-hmm. understand things on that level. So Right, right. So, yeah, that's it. Cool. Should we move on? You're let's, going to get tired anyway quickly, yeah, so I don't want to... Yeah, let's move on. Let's move on down the road. 